to the Heads Up Podcast. I am Jason Rogers, the head of school of Rundle College Society, and I'll be your host for this season's episode. With each new podcast, we hope to explore interesting topics relating to Rundle College student, faculty, and parent life. This season, you'll hear interviews with faculty, parents, alumni, students, and educational experts. Each episode will aim to provide an insight and context to the happenings in and around our community. Thank you for joining me and everybody in the Rumble College Society on this journey, and I hope you enjoy this Rumble experience. Welcome back to the Heads Up Podcast. Today, it's my pleasure to present to you the second episode of the Talking Heads segment of the Heads Up Podcast. Today on the episode, I'm looking forward to speaking with Martha Perry from St. Clement's School. As you will come to learn over the course of this podcast, Martha has been a long-term member of the St. Clement's community. Beyond that, She's also been a very important and influential member of our CASE community. She's been involved in the CASE Leadership Institute for years, spearheading the Women in Leadership module. So without any further ado, let's jump straight to the interview. I'm excited for you to hear what she has to say. Welcome back to the Heads Up. I'm sitting here with a good friend and colleague, Martha Perry. She's from St. Clement's School and she's been there, well, I guess she's been there a long time and it's a bit of a, a tricky story, so I might leave it to her as we close the conversation. Anyway, she's the principal at the school and like I said, she's been a mentor over quite some time. And I'm really excited to get her thoughts on what makes an excellent school. So I'm going to turn it right back to you, Martha, Thanks, and uh, let me know what is an excellent school. You know what, I, I, think, um, I think regardless of what's happening in the context of our schools, um, the bottom line is an excellent school is one that focuses in ensuring the um, best learning for our students. In our case, we're a girls' school, so focusing in on how we're ensuring that our girls are learning how to learn. Not just learning content, not just learning things, but being challenged to stretch themselves, being challenged to ask questions, being challenged to um, push back when they don't believe in something, to have a voice, to engage. And I think um, excellent schools really foster that voice. They foster a curiosity for learning. Right. And I think they also um, they possess outstanding staff who who really believe in that and at the same time are able to nurture kids such that they are they are capable of stretching themselves without um, seeking to have everything perfect. Right. We had a keynote speaker this afternoon, and she was speaking about millennials in particular, and uh, talking about their inability to solve their own problems. I think if I was to come down to it, uh, do you see this as a as a trend with your students, or is this this is outside of the realm of, of the kids that we're working with? You know what I. I I don't. I think um, the speaker also adequately suggested that we got to be careful that we don't um, paint with broad strokes, that Good. we really think about it. Um, I think, and again, we're in the context of a girls' school, I believe strongly that our girls are so keen and excited about problem solving. Um, I think that we need to give them the time and we need to give them the opportunity to understand that there's different perspectives, that they have to um, really consider those Mm -hmm. um, prior to making decisions or solving problems um, quickly. So 
I, I do think there is a change in terms of um, the desire and perhaps by parents, and this isn't a criticism of parents at all, I'm not a parent myself, but mm-hmm. I suspect it's complex, to ensure that their students move to the next stage um, such that ultimately they're successful in life. However, how we define what success looks like and how we get there can be complex. And I think if I were a parent, I would hate to see my child uncomfortable or sad or struggling. At the same time, I would need to remind myself that this is part of how we grow and how we learn. So, um, you know, I think there are different styles. Millennials are spoken about as people that they need to have things that mean something to them, that yes. they, they need to really care about what they're doing. Yep. Um, and, you know, I, I think we, we have changed in that way, which I think is for the better. I think we have to adjust how we are creating opportunities for them such that they are engaged. And um, I don't think, that, however, that should stop us from challenging them to, to really stretch and, and perhaps do things that they may not necessarily want to do that we know will allow them growth. Great. Um, and a question that is just popping to mind uh, as we're talking here, Martha, I think we we are talking about the differentiator in independent schools an awful lot at this conference. Mm-hmm. Um, does anything spring to mind for you when I when I say is what is the private school differentiator in Canada or, or even maybe just for yourself in your school? It's You know what, it's a great conversation and um, a complex one because I think... I think we've got to be careful to ask ourselves why we're seeking to differentiate. If we're simply seeking to differentiate for enrollment management or financial sustainability, um, then I think we run the risk of losing who we are as educators and who our schools are. So I do think there's an urgency there. I mean, we're at a conference where we've got our board chairs who are absolutely responsible and need to think about that strategic sustainability, as should we as heads. Um, But we cannot lose the importance of why each of our schools exists. And and so what I would say is, um, at St. Clement's, as I'm sure with Rundle College, we were founded based on a premise, based on a desire for ours. Our founded one, our founder wanted us to have a school with a different kind of education that also um, required our students to be civically engaged in their local community. Awesome. And so those are still part of who we are. Um, and I don't think we should. We've got to be really careful that we're not looking out to compete with others at the cost of losing our own uniqueness. Yes, our own identity. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. agree. And I think uh, a lot of us have developed that brand and understand our identity. I think that's why um, people are drawn to us, is that mm-hmm. authentic identity that we've created that you've so eloquently articulated about your school. It's brilliant and beautiful. And, um, Thanks. So I guess it just brings me to the last bit of the conversation with you is how is it that you've spent decades <laughs> at your school? When I'm only 25. Yes, exactly. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you know what, I I was a student at the school I'm now um, the principal at, St. Clement's, and um, I came to the school in grade 7. I was sent by my parents. They were, I think, afraid of the local middle school. I yes. think middle school can be a pretty complex time. Yep. And I was given the choice. The, the, the deal was I'd go for seven and eight and make a decision as to whether I want to stay or go. And I fell in love with the school. It's small. It's a girl's environment. And that worked very well for me. Right. Um, I don't think I realized the benefits until after I left and even came back. And, uh, 
And right after university, I came back for a year to work in the office. I had no idea what I wanted to do. And it was a, a teacher of mine who said, you know, Martha, you should think about teaching. So that was pretty formative. And then I left. And, uh, and actually, my education is very much tied to, interestingly enough, um, kids with special needs, gifted, yes. learning disabilities. And so I, to be honest, never thought I'd be back at St. Clements. St. Clements is known for its rigorous academic education. Um, but I think the beauty of kids with learning differences is that they really are incredibly bright kids who really are quite remarkable at figuring out how to learn. And um, so I, through a long path, working at a variety of different schools, came back as director of admissions, um, thought I was just coming back for a short period of time and fell in love with um, talking about the school that informed who I am. And then, um, and then ultimately I'd left for three years to become an assistant head and learn a whole bunch with some other mentors of mine. And, then came back as principal. So um, I started at the school in 1978, and here we are in 2017, um, almost 40 years later, and I'm in my eighth year as principal, and I feel like I've been handed a blessing. So I, I feel very fortunate. Wow, what a, what a gift and a great story, and I finally figured out why we get along so well, Martha, <laughs> is your understanding and empathy for those kids who have learning differences, and, and that whole understanding piece is, is truly something that we have to continue to talk about so people understand and are able to embrace the learning differences that are out there. Well, I think we all have them. Yes, you know, absolutely. I, I think there are there are the the differences between people really understanding, you know, those who have been identified, but in my mind we all have learning differences and I I don't muse, but I'm interested in the focus on differentiation um, that I think has been fundamental to really solid, great teaching for kids with learning differences for years. And um, and as I say, I believe the kids who've had to work around things to figure out um, how to compensate, how to work around those areas of difficulty are the ones who've had to be resilient. Mm -hmm. And I would suggest that often the kids who've had a seamless um, time and never had to struggle need those struggles That's and, right. and some of our kids who've had more struggles are actually set up better for the future so I just think that's important for all of us as educators regardless of the schools we're at. Yeah it's total music to my ears obviously and I after studying special education for a little while the only thing I really realized about special education is the only thing special about it is that it's really the true path to great education mm -hmm. and those strategies work for the gift as well as they work for kids with learning disabilities Absolutely. or other disabilities and uh, all kids can benefit from say. universal design to learning which is what yeah. special ed is rooted in in my mind at least so yeah. I think yeah. it's special kids yeah. the education is a separate part you yeah. know and, yeah. and I think every one of our children in every one of our schools um, deserves that and we have the opportunity to provide it for them I think we do yeah well thank you for spending the time it's with me Martha it's my pleasure that was really thanks fun. Jason okay perfect okay